Hello, Jonathan Stiano here, celebrity plastic surgeon to the stars. Um, on Facebook Live at uh, Tuesday night, answering questions that I've been asked through the week. If you have any questions, feel free to um, ask away. But um, we've got some questions here that we've. Um, sorry. <laughs> I just thought I pressed that there. Yeah. Okay, pressed it. Uh, did nothing. Um, so, uh, thanks for coming. And um, I'm going to go through some questions. But if you have any questions, please, by all means, post them. And I hope I can see them. I will ask, answer, answer them if they come up. But um, I'm going to crack on in the absence of seeing anything that's coming up. Um, so we've got a few questions here. We've got a couple of people who've inquired this week about t tattoos. Um, a couple of relatively large tattoos. We've got crystal tattoo on your thigh. Uh, had laser, which has faded it, um, but but it's still relatively obvious. Um, that's amenable to excision crystal, and uh, so that could be done here at the clinic. It would require, I think, two sessions. It would certainly be more than one session because it's a fair size. So uh, the way you decide how much, how many sessions you're going to need is just pinch it, pinch the skin and see how, um, how much you can uh, pinch. And if you can pinch the whole size of the tattoo, then it may be able to come out in one go, but I don't think yours would. Um, the other one was Sandia. Sandia's got a, quite a large tattoo on um, the shoulder. 11 years old, the tattoo is. And the eight sessions of laser, and it's still pretty obvious, isn't it? Really bad place for it here. A really bad place for a scar, I'm afraid, but um, it could be removed. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to say five sessions. It's going to take quite a few goes at it. And in the past, I've done ones that sort of size, and that's the sort of number of sessions you're looking at. So that's whether that's going to be a good thing or not is up to you. But you'd be welcome. Neither of you have come to the clinic, so you'd be welcome to come along and do free consultations for uh, tattoo removal. So I'd be very happy to see you and have a look at it in, in the flesh. And give you a better idea of how many sessions it would need, but um, those are both. Um, uh, thank you for inquiring, and, and let me know if you want to uh, have have that uh, proceed with that. Question I've been asked about piercings, piercings. If you're thinking of having surgery, um, as a rule, the, pro the they they ask you to take your piercings out. Um, if you ever had any surgery, they ask you to take your piercing out. And the reason for that is because what we use is a thing called a diathermy machine which passes electric current through the um, tip of the machine and it cuts through the tissues and while it cuts through the tissues it also seals the tissues so it's um it's a useful machine to use um but the the current passes through the body and is goes to a, an earth plate on the metal plate on the thigh usually on the thigh the plate, the plate can go anywhere uh, and it conducts the electricity through the plate um the worry is if you've got any metal work closer to the tip of the machine that you're using than the metal plate, that the electricity will pass through the piece of metal work. And if it's a small area, it will burn. The metal plate on your thigh is a big area. So if you've got a piercing, it might burn. Same thing about a pacemaker, a metal box. Um, so that's why they ask you to remove piercings. But I have operated on people in the past with dermal anchors 
um, which are piercings or studs with a metal backing plate that can't easily be removed. And so obviously that's a problem. So if, you, the, 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 if you've got a piercing, they'll ask you to remove it. But if you've got something like a dermal anchor or something that can't be removed, the answer is that you can still have surgery as long as you try and put the metal plate. You know, obviously you have to talk to the doctor and make, have the doctor make the decision on it. Um, first time I did this, I went and did quite a lot of research. I had to speak to the people who did who made made the diatheming machines, um, and I was a bit worried about it. But actually, it turned out fine. You have to put the metal plate as close as you can. So I was operating on the breast at the time. The piercings, the the, the dermal anchors were on the chest, um, and we put the plate sort of on the upper abdomen as close as we could, um, and. Um, you have to try and just put the metal plate closer than the piercings. So it is possible, but it's um, something you have to be aware of, that there's a potential for burning where the, where the piercings are if you can't remove them. So that's something that you could, you need to sort of discuss, really, you surgeon. Um, we have got Linda. Linda is asking if she's a good candidate for a tummy tuck. Five foot seven, nine stone seven, two nine pound babies, body's not recovered, tummy muscles don't. Um, I can't remember my Tummy muscles don't change shape, I think that says. Wrinkly skin. Um, so uh, Linda is the absolute ideal um, candidate for a tummy tuck um, and uh, because... Um, you're slim, you um, are not overweight, uh, overweight people are not good candidates for tummy tucks because it is quite a big operation to have a tummy tuck and if you um, are overweight your risks are increased. Um, also if you are considering losing weight, if you're not happy with your weight, whatever your weight is in fact, if you're not happy with your weight you're better off changing the weight before you have the tummy tuck. Um, so if you want to lose weight, you're better off doing it before you have the tummy tuck. Because if you have the tummy tuck and then you lose weight, you might have some spare skin there. Because the reason you need the tummy tuck is because the skin's been stretched. So weight loss is a reason for needing a tummy tuck. Make that clear. So weight. if you put on weight, you stretch the skin, you make it get bigger. Then you lose the weight, the fat goes and the skin remains. And so you have redundant skin and that's why you remove it when you have a tummy tuck. So if you remove it and then you lose more weight, you might have some more redundant skin. Also, your complication rate's higher if your weight's higher. But um, the, your, what you're describing there, Linda, is very common, the tummy, the tummy muscles. The, the problem, what you can do is you can exercise as much as you like, but what happens if you've got the skin over the top of your abdominal muscles, you can't see the definition, so that can be a problem. The other thing that can happen, especially when you have children, is the abdominal muscles, the six-pack, six-pack of muscles that you have in your abdomen, uh, called the rectus, we call it the rectus, the rectus abdominis is the name of the muscles, there's two muscles side by side, they get splayed apart when you, sometimes when you have children and the, and the tummy gets stretched, and so you can strengthen your muscles as much as you, as much as you can, but if they're stretched apart, they'll always be stretched apart, it's called divarification of the recti, some people think it's a hernia, it's not strictly a hernia, a hernia is different, a hernia can present as a bump around your belly button, but it's different. This is just a weakening between the muscles because it's been stretched. And what you can test it by lifting your head and shoulders off the bed or lifting your legs off the bed, both legs, straight leg raise. Both of those things will tense the abdominal muscles, tense your six-pack. And what will happen if you've got a divarification, you'll get a bulge. 
appearing between the, those two muscles. So if you tense those muscles and there's a bulge, that's uh, a divarification. And again, you can exercise as much as you like to strengthen the muscles. You're not going to bring them back together again. And so what you do as part of a tummy tuck is you bring those muscles back together with surgery. Uh, it does require a full tummy tuck. Right? That's one of the distinctions between a full and a mini tummy tuck. A mini tummy tuck um, has got a shorter scar than a full tummy tuck, and it also doesn't have a scar around the belly button, which you get with a full tummy tuck, which is good. Both those things are good. But because you don't have a scar around the belly button, you don't go, you can't operate anywhere above the belly button, so you can't repair those muscles above the, it's, it's usually above the belly button where they're splayed apart, and also you can't remove or get any tightening of the skin above the belly button, so you can't recontour the tummy above the belly button, so it only really addresses the lower belly button when you are doing a mini tummy tuck. Um, we have got, uh, we've had three inquiries, I think, this week um, about under-18s um, and surgery. So the first thing about under-18s and surgery is some people say, can I have surgery if I'm under 18? Well, you can have surgery any, at any age. Um, uh, you know, cosmetic surgery and all this thing about cosmetic surgery in children and, and everything. Um, go back to the point that I keep on making about cosmetic surgery. It's not, no different to any other surgery. So cosmetic surgery, if you need cosmetic surgery, you need cosmetic surgery. And well, I know you're going to say you don't need cosmetic surgery, but if, you're, if, if, if you benefit from cosmetic surgery, then you'll benefit cosmetic surgery whatever age. And so um, a cleft lip repair is cosmetic surgery. You, in countries where there's not access to a treatment, people have unoperated cleft lip and they can function normally. So you don't have to have a cleft lip repair, but it's um, cosmetically appropriate to do when you do it in, in very young children. Um, prominent ear correction is often done in, in young children. Um, so there's a lot of surgery that can be done and is done to children perfectly appropriately, which is cosmetic, um, and that's perfectly appropriate. Um, I think what people talk about a lot with this sort of thing is breast surgery. I think that's where people are really asking the question. And breast surgery is a little bit different because the breast is a gland and it's growing. And that's the problem with it. It's not so much that it's a child, although that is a problem, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, it's growing and you shouldn't operate on something while it's growing and while it's changing because you don't know what it's going to change to and what it's going to look like. So that's the, the main, that's, well, that's one of the issues with breast, uh, doing breast surgery on young people. The other issue with doing breast surgery on young people is if you're thinking of having implants, then implants have got potential for needing further surgery in the future. So you've got to think long and hard before you, if you want to start taking that on, because if you're very young, you're going to have a long life ahead of you that you don't really want to um, have to keep on having operations. So you need to think about that also. But I think the main issue, in certainly in my, in my opinion, is the fact that the... the um, uh, um, so... The, I'm going to ask that question, Lisa. Um, the main the main problem is the fact that the the, the, um, the gland is growing, so you really want to wait until it's stopped growing. The um, other thing about children, or at least under eighteen year old, is the uh, restrictions and the legislation has tightened up considerably. 
Um, to the extent that I personally have stopped operating on under 18-year-olds um, simply because there's a lot of legislation about it and I think it's easier if people who... They want people to do regular paediatric lists, reg regular children's lists, which I don't do because I specialise in breath. So from you know, C answer before, I don't do much um, surgery on eight, under 18-year-olds. So... Um, I just leave it to people who do do a lot of uh, children's surgery. I think the legislature, I don't think it's necessary to have a surgeon that operates on, on, on children, um, to be honest with you. I think a plastic, any plastic surgeon will be able to operate on a child because a lot of inquiries I get were moles and, um, and things like that. And I, you know, it's probably reasonable for me to do the surgery. But anyway, the legislation is such that it's just too much... Um, to go through to, to uh, at this current time anyway that uh, that I'm, I'm going to say look um, so go, just go to your local private hospital and you you know you'll be able to find a surgeon who uh, has gone through what's required um, and uh, but unfortunately I'm not doing under eighteen year old a uh, surgery on under eighteen year olds but I think it's perfectly reasonable to do if it's the right indication. Uh, awesome, Lisa, you've asked a question. Thank you for that. Um, so, implants on a lift four years ago, told they didn't, I didn't have great skin, the breast may start to sag, they have. Could the upper thing come again? Definitely answers yes. Uh, <clears throat> not uncommon. So, um, the things that make you not have great skin are things like sun exposure and smoking. So, um, um, those aren't great for your skin. So, you need to try and make your skin as good as possible. But at the end of the day, as time goes on, we, we all lose the elasticity of our skin and things start to hence the droop um, so that's the skin of your face that's what I'm demonstrating there as well as your um, everywhere else so the, unfortunately it's one of the things about life that uh, the elasticity goes and so yes you're right in time things do sag again the important thing here is that you've already had a lift the, so if you've already had a lift or a reduction um, it's possible to do that again, but the surgeon doing it again will need to know, really will need the operation note of your original operation. Um, well, you could perhaps go to the same surgeon or um, you could um, get your operation notes or your surgeon could get, get the operation notes from your original surgeon because there are, li there are risks with a breast lift. You're moving the nipple to a higher place and you have to isolate it in some way in order to let it move and so you have to release the tissues around it to let it move and you therefore you keep it attached somewhere in one part of the breast while you release the rest and move it up if you're redoing the breast lift or the breast reduction you have to keep it attached in the same place that they kept it attached four years ago what you don't want to do is to cut the place that they kept it attached and keep it attached in another place because then you're increasing your risk of problems sensation in the nipple and also nipple can die I'm afraid to say with a breast lift it's very rare with a breast lift it's more common with a breast reduction but it's certainly more common with a revision with a redo second time redo breast lift so they need to know the original um, pedicle it's called they need to know the original pedicle that, that was done and then use the same pedicle second time around but that should be appropriate for them to get the hold of that for if it was only four years ago so yeah that should be um, perfectly doable and that is excellent for asking the question during the session. It's exactly what I'm after, people asking questions. Um, so thank you for that. Um, in the past, I've been able to thumbs up that, but...
I can pin it, delete it or block you. I don't want to do any of those things, but if I could give you a thumbs up, I would. No, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for that. Um, I, I, you know what? I thought I had a lot of questions today and I thought I went through them quite quickly, but that's it. Tattoos, piercing, tummy tuck, under 18s. Yeah, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm all in. So if there's anyone else out there who wants to post a question, do so now or forever hold your peace until next week, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. I'm going to do this again, Tuesday night next to Tuesday. If you are out there and posting a question, because I think that's happened in the past, people have posted and it's come up later. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on there, but I will find it and I will answer it. Um, alternatively, you can email Laura, Laura at stayinoplasticsurgery.co.uk, or get us on Twitter or just any way you want to contact us to post any questions and uh, be happy to go through them next week. Um, but that is me um, signing off. Thanks for coming. Hope everything worked well today. Seemed to go well for me at my end. Um, but uh, time will tell when I replay it to myself and find that the audio has gone all funny like it did the other week or whatever. But anyway, thanks for listening and um, signing off now. Bye. <laughs>